Welcome to the Happiness Dude Weekly Podcast, where we help you achieve more and be happier doing it. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Leonard. I'm excited to share with you some of the amazing stories and people like yourself that have found the secret to finding happiness in an ever-changing world. We will share real stories about real people. Let's be inspired as we seek greater happiness in our work and personal lives. In this episode, my wife, Becky Leonard, and I talk about what it was like to raise six children in this hectic and chaotic world. And we introduce four of the secrets that we use to get our kids to do what we ask without a lot of the fighting and traditional contention that you have in a lot of households. This is from one of our video podcasts. Listen in as we talk about those four secrets and how you can utilize them to be more effective leaders and more effective parents. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Mark Leonard. This is my beautiful bride, Becky Leonard. Today's 15th. The day 15. Day 15. We've done 15 days of videos now. This is awesome. Okay, we've shared a lot over the past 15 days, right? We have. A little Sometimes peek into our life. It's um, a little hard to come up with content. Like, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> but we have plenty to talk about, though. It's just honing in what. What? what? Which, yeah, because I could talk for hours. About nothing and everything all at the same time. All righty. Right? Yes. Oh, hey, where's my phone? Oh, I don't know. I need to oh, share right this, here. this little video. Okay. we got to share it to all share the places. Share it. Okay. We have got... Well, we had a great the question. The answer to a question, yeah. Yeah, so someone asked, okay, you guys obviously have a crazy life with six kids, and how did you keep order? It seems like <laughs> my kids' rooms are always a disaster. And Check. What did you do about it? <laughs> and and Wait, Before we go any further, let's just say everybody's kids' rooms are a disaster. Right? Everybody's. If this is go about, goes back to what we were talking about before, like stop judging somebody's perfect room that you saw when you happened to visit or that on Instagram looked perfect. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love those Instagram photos where like the mom is laying on the bed with the babies and I'm just sitting here going, and what is the husband hanging from? Does he have like a harness <laughs> up above? Right? Like, like... <laughs> What is that? Mission Impossible? Do, 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 do. And he's trying to get up above to take a picture. Yes. <laughs> Drops yes. the phone, hits her on the nose. Oh, okay. Where are we going on this? Have you ever done that? Hit yourself <laughs> in the face with your phone? <laughs> Especially like when you're in bed trying to read and then like you doze. You get and you're tired. <laughs> Did you share this? No, I keep getting distracted <laughs> by you. I, okay. <laughs> we interrupt this message. <laughs> To allow us to share <laughs> what it is that we're doing. Oh my goodness okay. gracious. Life is always entertaining around the Leonard household, right? Always. Always. You know, I was thinking about this. We've had um, like a couple people, well, like our son-in-law come over recently. And the past couple times he walks in and we're sitting on the couch. And I started thinking about it today. He must think that we are the biggest lazies. On the face of the planet. Because we're under the couch and under blankets all the yes, time. Yes, and it's not that at all. It <laughs> no. is not that at all. <laughs> we, we just know when to take a breath. Yes. Yeah, so, for just a moment. It's in preparation for them coming over. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. All right. So <laughs> let's. So we are going to talk about the four secrets. Woo! Four secrets 
to getting your kids to do what you ask. Oh, man. And we will preface this with, these are just things that we have applied that have sometimes worked for us. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to re-edit what she said and say, my children, our children are perfect. perfect. They are perfect. So Just I, like yours. They're like, they it, do it before we ask. And they are true. Some of them. But they are imperfectly perfect. Yes. Yes. Just like all of us. Oh, uh, uh, as my child right? is in timeout. Amen, Brittany, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so what are the four secrets? Um, hey, why don't you go first? Ooh, I don't I think, feel like this is a good one for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the expectation? <laughs> the first my one. My expectation is the that you first go first. one. The first secret to getting your kids to do what you want them to do is, drumroll priest, clear expectations. I love when we as parents revert back into that laziness and we're all, just go do what we ask. And we roll our eyes, right? And we get, and we're like, oh, and we do the exact same thing that we ask our teenagers not to do. Or we assume that they know. Right. That because we said something that they assume that they know exactly what we mean. Just be very clear about it. If you want the dishes to be done, and especially when they're younger and they're learning, maybe you need to sit there and do it with them. Maybe that's a great time to talk about what's going on in their day at school as they're doing dishes and you're sitting on the other side just kind of chatting. I feel like the hardest job for a mother is to let their children learn through experience. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I just want to get the dishes done or I just want to get the laundry folded and I know that they need to do it and I need to teach them how to do it. But teaching them how is going to take five times longer to get done than just doing it myself. Yes. So allow that time to happen. Allow that experience of just, they're not going to do it perfect. And that's okay. That is okay. Because yes. when's the last day that you, you know, your first time on the job, did you do everything perfect? No, you need those clear expectations. Um, I like to follow a model that I utilize in my teaching, which is something called show, no, do, and review. So you show them how to do it. What is the expectation? This is what it looks like. Let me teach you how to do that. All right, I'm going to allow you to do that, and now we're going to review how you did it. See? Show, no, do, review. It's something that I utilize in teaching, and it's something that works with parenting. Okay, setting the clear expectation. Number two. Which goes right into number two. So, Mark... Did, had a doctorate class years ago, and he came home from that um, from that class. And um, one of my kids, probably, I mean, how old were the kids at this point? I don't know. It was oh, it probably depends. probably like, one of them that's watching. What? <laughs> <laughs> one of my kids had cleaned the bathroom and had done a less than stellar job, and I, being me, was like. Okay, you just need to go in and it, like, and you need to do this, this, and this again. Like this, this has to be fixed. And Mark was like, "Okay, hold on, hold on just a second, back up." He's like, "Start with what they did well. Yes. Praise them for the things that they got right, 
and then follow it up with the things that they need to correct because then they feel better about what they're doing. So let me give you an example. For those of you that have children that are in school, when you get the report card, what is the very first grade that you look at? The C. Because that's... We hope it's a C. <laughs> No, look at the A's. Look at the highest it's marks so first. Praise them for what they have accomplished and talk about how great they've done on those things. I bet that was really hard to get an A in English class. Oh, it was. I, you know, you see, when you praise them, it's going to help them so that now as you move into the... So let's talk about what happened here. Let's talk about the C. Or in my case... I've always had straight A's. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we, we have some friends that are like, oh, no, my kids must get a 4.0. Us, we're all, look, Did out of our six best? children, they have different strengths and weaknesses. We ask if they've done their best. Yeah. And we always strive to praise them to help them achieve more. So praise is number two. Yeah. Yeah, so it was crucial. And I noticed a big change in my kids when I started when I started with the thing that they had done really well. Like, oh my goodness, look how sparkling this bathroom is. Hey, if you could just touch up this little thing and this little thing, you are good to go. And then they were like, oh, okay, I've almost got this, right? So uh, I have a daughter, and we better hurry the story before she gets home so she doesn't hear me share it. <laughs> she... <laughs> she had just finished a soccer game and she was really, really brutal on herself. A lot of self-negative talk. I said, all right, hang on. Let's talk about this, Abby. And all of, all of a sudden she goes, dad, I don't want to hear about all the things I did right. And I, yeah, I chuckled. I said, really? And she goes, I'm just upset. Okay. I said, that's fine. Let's take a few moments of silence. And she goes, yeah, that'd be great. So, hey, there you go. And then we moved into, let's talk about all the things that you did right. <laughs> That's so good. I didn't know that happened. <laughs> it was an awesome, awesome drive. All right. So, num so, number one was clear expectations. Number two is give plentiful praise. Number three, oh, am I doing this one? Um, Consistency? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, wait. No, which one are we doing? Oh, I just was thinking about plentiful praise. Praise doesn't mean that you don't address the things that they need help with. I just need to end on that. It's okay. It, it, it kind of goes back to gratitude. Dang it, we didn't do that. What? Oh, yeah. Start with gratitude. Gratitude. Uh, Let's blow something you're grat grateful for. <laughs> quick, quick. Everyone, stop what you're doing and type, what are you grateful for? Did we get okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, it's really vital that we always share something that we're grateful for. So make sure you write below something that you're grateful for. I'll, I'll start right now as I go into number three. I am grateful for the morning routines that we had when we were feeling more successful before Christmas break. <laughs> and that we began to resurrect those today. <laughs> <laughs> I am grateful for those. I'm grateful for moments when I can see... The fruits of my labors. Yes, absolutely. They do come from time to time. Yep. Yeah. Hey, and I love that, Brittany and Christine. Yes. You guys are awesome. Yes. Thank you Good very job. much. Okay, so number three is consistency. I love this idea of consistency. If you have a schedule, by the way, kids happen to love schedules. Even when they say they don't, it was an amazing thing. Have you ever watched kids at the end of a break? They'll be like, oh, I don't want to go back to school. 
but I'm also ready. So really? Mm-hmm. Why are you ready? And, and they'll say, and they said it just last week, I'm ready to get back to what we were doing. They like the schedule. Have a consistency. Yeah. And So we, I did this years ago, speaking to clear expectations, praise. So, ah, dang it. It's backwards. backwards. Okay. But you know what that says. Okay. So years ago, I put this together. I read this, this lady called the, um, what is she called? I don't know. I don't remember right now. I'll, I'll give her credit when I remember her name. Um, the something lady, the, (laughs) anyway, um, I, I read this blog of hers where she breaks the house into zones and then every day does a little piece. And she's like, you need, you don't need to start and do everything at once and then keep up on it. She's like, just start somewhere and then consistently every day work on a piece. And before you know it, everything will be in order and in place. Well, I was like, well, I'm not doing that alone because this is my family's job, not just mine. So I broke our house. No, 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 no. Hang on. That was really key what you just said. This is the family's job. It is not the mom. It is not the dad. It is not a singular person. Everyone lives there and it is the family's responsibility to kick in and work together. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you're burning yourself out and your kids become entitled. They're like, well, I don't need to do it because mom's oh, going I've to I've got to tell it. you, when I teach classes, I could tell who's an only child and who is not. I could tell which families have learned to work together and which ones have not. Because as soon as we talk about a group project, the ones that are only children that have never learned, and it's okay if you're an only child, there's other places to learn uh, how to work with teams, but it's fascinating to see and go, oh yeah, you don't play well with others. And it's obvious. Everyone needs to pitch in together. So we set expectations. Brush and brush and flush your teeth. That was crucial, <laughs> right? Yep. Stay out at the dentist's office. Um, make your bed. Pick up your room. Scriptures. That was really important for a family. This was mm-hmm. an expectation. We we're going to. I always, I always tell my children, nothing is more important than your relationship with the Lord. Right. Period. And so it became a, um, not just a routine, but it became a mantra, like, motto. Right. But it was our family's, yeah, it was. It was a core value. So scriptures and prayers. Oh, and and Christine, by the way, with our uh, son who has ADHD, it just took a lot more patience and effort, but he ended up doing very, very well on all of these things because we picked his favorite color and it was an orange magnet on one side and black on the other. And so Mm -hmm. he had the opportunity to turn the blacks over to orange when he completed it. And he, he was able to mark what he did. And it was awesome. With our, a lot of these things that we're talking about, we learned through six children. We didn't just get it right on the first one. <laughs> Let's point that out. And a lot of it came through. So um, our third is so the one that has So if one of our ADHD. first two are watching, we're sorry. We're sorry. And we love you. And we did the best we could. But we didn't have a Becky we, and Dr. Brower happiness do to help us. Right? Right? We did the best we could at the time with the information we had. Amen. So, <laughs> but we learned things like start with praise because of our third. Um, yeah. he, he was our ADHD child and he didn't respond to just get it done. Um, so we had to be really patient about 
um, reminding him and really, really good at praising him and focusing on the things he was doing well. And the more that we focused on those things, the more he, he responded. And the reality is we should have been like that with all of our children. It just took him to get there. <laughs> so by the way, with each one of these, uh, to help with that meeting the expectations and clear expectations, we had a write-up of what we expected. I did. I so should just post it so you can see it. could see what that meant to pick up the room. And they had a checklist that went along with it. And it was really detailed, so yeah. they knew exactly what I expected of them. It was it was absolutely fantastic. So, so then what I did is I, 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 um, I divided our whole house into zones. Um, <laughs> Stacey, I did. you made my day. The first few <laughs> are, are an experiment. always an experiment. So be kind to yourself. Yes. And and when your kids grow up, they'll understand. Because <laughs> they'll have kids and they'll do it And too. they'll have experiments too. Yeah. That's why we had sex. Yeah. <laughs> we knew we had a better... We were hedging our bets <laughs> to know if we could actually do it right or not. There you go. So um, there it was. And it was that was consistent. And we had um, daily responsibilities that were all laid out on this paper. If they didn't understand it, if they... Um, then all they had to do was refer to the paper and be like, oh, okay. And then when they would flip that little magnet over, I would then say, did you vacuum? Mm -hmm. Did you dust? Did you whatever for that zone for the week? It was beautiful. It was, yeah. and it, and it just went so well. And here's the interesting thing. And I'm not going to guarantee this will happen for all of you. Um, I feel a little bit just blessed and maybe lucked. I lucked out, but our youngest two do things on their own. We don't even utilize that anymore no. because they just, they see it and they do it. But they had four other siblings that did everything they were well, supposed to do. It became routine in our house. It was the culture. They, they grew up with that was the expectation. We no longer needed the checklist to show them how it was to be done. They knew that was expectation, and they just went and did That's it. That's true. And, and they they're the last two. Yes. And they're now um, older, and so our house just doesn't get dirty as it did when there was six little ones at no, home. <laughs> no, uh, I'm absolutely Megan, you are never failing. <laughs> no. Never failing just because you have to repeat yourself three gazillion times. That's okay. You're never failing if it doesn't all get done in the day, which comes to this. this I love that you said the segue. that. Yes. Here's the last point. Choose your battles. Sometimes it's more important to have it not get done. I literally would have days where I'm like, we're done. I've fought it enough times. Mm -hmm. We're going to revisit this tomorrow because I need to be a better mom than I'm being right now. And, and it's okay to step away, right? You need to know your own limitations. And so choose your battles with you correctly. Because if you exceed what you're capable of doing and you become uh, angry, agitated, mean, or anything like that, guess what? That's not doing anyone any service and you're not teaching anything. If you're no longer teaching with love, patience, kindness, with forgiveness and mercy, you are no longer being an example of Christ to your children. It's true. Um, I grew up in a home with parents that yelled. That's how they got everything done. That was just the way it was. Um, Stacy, we are for hire. You can fly us out. We will help you implement this. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I didn't yeah, realize we'll be the nannies, right? <laughs> I didn't realize that was part of our business arm, but it is now. Uh, oh, we have our first client. Stacy, we are coming to visit you. 
that'd be the best ever. Right? I think we would. I think we would talk more than get anything done. Right. So, um, when our fourth was an infant, um, you guys, I tell this story with expectation that you don't judge. You just listen and feel compassion and mercy. When our fourth was an infant, um, we lived in this small town and, um, the windows were thin (laughs) and I was a big yeller. I yelled a lot. Um, and at this point we had, I think our oldest was what, six six down to newborn. So four of them, they were all young and I was tired. I was so tired. Um, and I just yelled a lot. And one day, um, one of our church leaders came to us and was like, Hey, we've started a new parenting class and we would love for you to join us. And, um, we'll even provide the daycare for your children so that you can go to this parenting class. And we were like, that's awesome. Let's do it. Well, years later, I can say, I am sure they, that our neighbors heard us yelling. I'm sure. The windows were open. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure that it was on display for the neighborhood, but it was the biggest blessing that ever happened to us. The Lord heard my crying prayers every night when I went to bed, feeling terrible about the way I was parenting. And we went to this parenting class and it was on parenting with love and logic. I love it. It revolutionized our lives. I stopped yelling. I stopped getting frustrated. There was just natural consequences for your actions. And it took time. It got worse before it got better. Our kids tested us on every single limit. And then some. And then some. Yes. And so we had this thing where kids were missing the bus all the time because I couldn't get them going and I was yelling and then I was driving to school all the time. And so I told them one day, if you don't get going, if you miss the bus, then you're going to stay in your room during the duration of school. And, uh, and they, and they tried us once. Oh, and, oh, by the way, you do it once with the older kids the legend lives on. <laughs> it's true. No, it's true because uh, was it Andrew? Was it Andrew that missed the bus and had to stay in his room all day? I think so. I think it was. And he didn't miss the bus again. No. We told tell, told our kids at the beginning of every year, um, you can forget your lunch or your homework or whatever once. Once. And we would be happy to run it to the school for you. But after that, then it is your responsibility to remember. And if you don't. I'm sorry. And and here's the way I look at it. Because life's tuition is more valuable than college tuition. That's coming with someone with a doctorate, okay? Life's tuition is more valuable than your college tuition. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you are going to go and rescue your children. All the time. All the time. What are they learning? Amen, (laughs) Stacey. I tried to stick them on a random bus. I love it. She homeschools her kids. Oh, you guys, the things I'm hearing from you, they are so real. Keep it coming. So, uh, you know, it's a a marvelous thing that happens when you bring this time at the first time and you remind them, this was your one. This was your one. I love you, uh, but I'm not able to stop everything I'm doing every day to bring your lunch they won't starve. Well, there were even or times your, where it was... Or your homework. And hang on just a half a second yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. So it's interesting what happens to you internally when they text or call and they say, Mom, Dad, I forgot my homework. It's due today. And it's worth a big part of my grade. And your heart sinks. And you want to rescue them. But trust me, your children will get into college. And they, they get it. They learn. I, our kids don't forget things. On the rare occasion that they have, and it was a serious emergency and it needed to happen, we're still there for them and they know yes. that. 
Um, there have been times where I said, okay, I will do this for you, but then the consequences that you need to do this for me because I'm having to take time out of my day and the things that I have to get done in order to do this for you. So you're going to need to do something for me. It like natural consequences just revolutionized my life. And, and then going back to consistency, um, you can't threaten something that you're not willing to follow through on. Oh, you, idle threats because your will children destroy trust. No, they're brilliant. Yes. Children figure it out fast. If you threaten something that like, like I'm going to leave you in the store, heck no, you're not going to leave them in the store. <laughs> it doesn't right? make sense. Like your children know you're not going to leave them in the store. So they're not going to act any better. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my daughter was telling me a story about how her daughter was acting up the other day. And so um, our son-in-law put her in a timeout in the store. And yes. she's like carrying on and, and like having a full-on conniption. And you know what happened? <laughs> this old man gave them a look like you're abusing your child. And she was like, hey. they, they did some, they threatened something that they were willing to follow through on that was an appropriate consequence. And it took care of the situation. You, you, I, how many of you have been driving down the road and you're like, don't make me pull this car over. And guess what? Oh, I do pull that car over. Pull it over. <laughs> put them out on the curb on a timeout. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't do it in a place where they can get run over. That's dumb. <laughs> but do it but in do a it. place that is following through on that expectation. So you have clear expectations. You're going to praise the dickens out of them. You are going to be consistent and you are going to choose your battles, especially the battles that you have with you. Oh, speaking to, um, um, I can't think on my feet. I can't either. <laughs> there will be consequences. Uh, there, were, there were many a time where I said, um, well, we actually would have our children pick consequences. What do you think? And what's interesting oh. is that they often would come up with something that was a harsher punishment that I thought was appropriate. Um, and sometimes we would say, okay, that's what we're going to do. And other times we'd say, you know what? I think you need to try again. Um, sometimes it wasn't hard enough. Um, yeah. but we, but I, I didn't always come up with consequences on my feet. Quite often it was, um, I need to think about this and I'll get back to you. And I would even say, I don't want to say something that I would regret right now. And I need to have some time and I need you to have some time and we're going to think about it and we're going to revisit it later. And, but make sure you do that. And our kids now, they, they despise that comment of, well, why don't you come up with some consequences? Boy, kids want to be pleasers. You want to please your parents. You never want to disappoint them. Even as adults, kids are the same way. Put some of that on them appropriately mm -hmm. and allow them to battle with some of that and then come back with consequences. And like Becky said, you know, I don't think that's the right consequence. I've told my Try kids, again. I don't think that's fair. I think maybe that's too harsh for the situation. Boy, watch <laughs> their eyes light up when you say that. They will be like, wait. What just happened? Of course, then the next time they try to do a really small one and you'll just say, I don't think that's the right consequence for this situation. Maybe you need to try again. See, it's the exact same thing. It is. Yeah. All right, you guys. Our four major secrets to parenting, <laughs> to grandparenting. Hopefully you and, laughed a oh, little bit. By the way, it works when you run your businesses as well. All right, you guys. True. I know. You're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs>
and you guys are awesome too. We appreciate you so much. I have not gotten to read all these comments because, um, yeah, but we will answer them. Keep yes. asking us questions. Um, it's fun to chat with you guys. Great it's question, fun to hear you what you have to say. Thank you for participating with us. Okay, have a great afternoon. Bye, See guys. Ya. Thank you for listening to the Happiness Dude podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or one of the many other places where we can be heard. Thank you for supporting us in all that we do. I hope that you got as much out of the four secrets of getting kids to do what you ask as we did. If you enjoy what you heard, please make sure that you subscribe, like, and share. Also, tune into our other podcasts where we talk about not just parenting, not just about marital relationships, but also the secrets to running an effective business from home. Thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe.